It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's me, Joey P., Joe Pizzapia, and today it's about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So, wild card weekend was fun. Lots of exciting performances, some one-sided games, and some closer ones, that's for sure. Just ask the Raiders and Bengals, but those are all in the dust. Those are all history, and Scott Bogman is going to help me break all the games for this weekend down. We've got four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Scott Bogman, did you learn anything from these teams that have advanced and survived after the first round? I think we learned that the Chiefs and Bills game might be the highest scoring game in the history of football. I mean, uh, the, the Bills literally scored a touchdown every single time they touched the ball. So uh, I think it was uh, seven for seven in touchdown drives. And um, and then the last drive they had was the victory formation. So they were outstanding. Uh, and the Steelers woke the Chiefs up in the second quarter and you know, you wake up Patrick Mahomes and you're going to get a lot of points. Even, you know, Tyreek Hill was a little gimpy going into the game. He looked fine. Uh, Travis Kelsey was throwing touchdowns. They throw touchdowns to offensive linemen. I mean, it was an embarrassment for my Steelers, but uh, the Chiefs look like they're peaking at the absolute right time right now. Well, my Patriots were equally embarrassed, so that's okay. Yep. We can go lick our wounds for the rest of the offseason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, high total on this Bills Chiefs game, and we're going to break them all down. But we got to start here. With Saturday at 4.30 Eastern, it's the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Bengals are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in this one heading to Tennessee, which feels about right to me. Uh, On the money line, if you like the Cincinnati Bengals, you're getting plus 152. Uh, The total for this game is 47. So, Boggs, when you're looking at this one, what's your first instinct? Because I know what mine is, but I want to get your take on this first. The Bengals are peaking right now, and I hate to say it because I despise them, but uh, they've been playing great football, man. And uh, Joe Burrow looks unflappable right now. Jamar Chase is outstanding. Uh, Joe Mixon is healthy. You know, um, the defense, I mean, they crushed Derek Carr. This pass rush is incredible. I mean, you just go back to the offseason and you think of this Trey Hendrickson signing, and it was just outstanding. For this team, uh, they still need a little help in the secondary and linebackers. You can check out my mock draft to see where I went there. But, uh, you know, I, I think that they're peaking and this is the first week back for Derrick Henry. And we're not as we're recording this. We're pretty sure Derrick Henry is going to be back, but he could still be inactive. Right. And A.J. Brown is just back. So we don't know what Tennessee team we're going to get. Are we going to get the good, you know, Run it down your throat 40 times with Derrick Henry. Is it going to be used sparingly? Uh, A.J. Brown's had a couple good games, but Ryan Tannehill's kind of been hit or miss this year. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm going to take the Bengals on the money line uh, straight up to win this game on the road and go to the AFC Championship as much as it disgusts me. Um, over under, I'm a little wishy-washy. I'm going to take the under um, just because I think Tennessee is going to win time of possession uh, in this game because Derrick Henry is back. I'll give them that at least. So, uh, but I, I just think the Bengals are too good to be beaten by Tennessee right now. You know, we did not rehearse this ahead of time. I feel the exact same way. Wow. And the reason why is not because of last week's game, actually. In some ways, it's in spite of it because I did not like the fact that they let the Raiders hang around and I did not like the fact that it got They took their foot off the gas a little bit. They took their foot off the gas, but on top of that, Boggs, when you watch that game, they also had a couple injuries, too. They, They... 
they allow the Raiders to hang around, and you don't want to do that with the Titans. I just want to put that out there, yeah. especially if you don't want to do it on the road. But I'm going back to the game a couple weeks ago against the Kansas City Chiefs where I made a big statement, uh, I remember, on the TV show about it, which is this is the game where you find out who the Bengals are. And the Bengals showed you. And they showed you in a big way who they were against the Kansas City Chiefs. And that, to me, is who the Bengals are. And I feel like they take it personally that you know, they won the division, they won a playoff game, and they're still underdogs. I think they take it personally. I think Joe Burrow does too. And I think he is a leader in the real deal. And I think my favorite wager is just like you. It's it's the Bengals on the money line. And we all know one of these games is going to go sideways, right? One of the favorites yeah. is not going to win. At least one. And looking <laughs> at it, it's a hard sell for me on the other three home teams. It just is. This is the one to me that's wide open. If we thought Tennessee was a paper tiger going into the playoffs anyway, even getting Derrick Henry back, there's been games where they had Derrick Henry and they lost, and you look around each other like, how did the Titans lose this game? I worry about Tannehill turning the ball over at a crucial time, and I just feel like this is the sneaky one where you're looking at it, and it's only three and a half, right? So it's not like Vegas is confident at all about right. Tennessee Titans going into this game where it's like, oh, it's a five and a half point spread or something like that. No, no, no. It's basically like, eh, as, as little as you could possibly favor them, we will. So I'm with you on this. I can't believe we're agreeing on the Cincinnati Bengals. My goodness, that's exciting. But I'm also Times have you. changed, Joe. Times have changed. The 47 is a number that I don't care for either. I think the best yeah. wager is the money line. And if you want to put this in a parlay uh, and do all four games, which, by the way, we were one game shy. We were five of six in the super mm. parlay. Broke my heart. Sorry, boys. Well, didn't parlay it, but he was 6-0 and against the spread this week. That's very so, good. Very yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, Cincinnati Bengals, if you want to put them in this week, <clears throat> I would put them with a three and a half. But if you want to go crazy and put them on the money line, you can. But I'm with you. That's the wager I like in this game. Let's let's look at some individual props potentially in this game, too. Uh, let's talk about passing numbers here. Joe Burrow, 278 and a half. Ryan Tannehill, 238 and a half. If we like the Cincinnati Bengals, do we like the over here on the Joe Burrow number? I mean, I I do like the over, but I'm not betting that number with confidence. That's a lot of yards. So it's pretty high. Um, yeah, 275 is a lot. I think he's going to be right somewhere in between 275 and 300. So uh, there's just no way I'd touch it. The chase number to me is actually one that I would go over on. It's 77 and a half. What are your thoughts on that one? That's receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think I would rather go over than under that number. Uh, but I think I would rather do total yards because we saw Chase get used uh, like Debo Samuel last week. He had four rushes. So uh, I think I would go with a total yards number over a receiving yards only for Chase. All right. Fair enough. And right now, as of recording this, we still don't have a number on Derrick Henry. So if that comes through, we you can always hit us up on Twitter and we'll answer that. What about <clears throat> on the passing side for Ryan Tannehill? 238 and a half is the number. Uh, your thoughts on that, especially getting Derrick Henry back theoretically what impact that has potentially on that number. I think you have to go over that number, especially if you're picking Cincinnati to win this game straight up. I mean, you know, it should mean that Tennessee is playing catch up at some point in this game, even if it's only the fourth quarter. You know, you have put a 70 yard drive together with mainly passes. You have AJ Brown back. You have Julio healthy finally, you know, so all your pieces are there for Tennessee. There's no excuses for them in this game. Um, so I think I would go over that number if I had to pick it. I'll tell you what, if you don't like the passing number for Joe Burrow, how about the passing TDs at one and a half? That feels like an over I take to me. the over on that. I crush that. That seems like that. an yeah. easy over to me, too. So if you're having any sort of pause, that's the way I would approach it. And Boggs, 
And I agree yet again there. All right, let's move on to the night game on Saturday night. The San Francisco 49ers, who we told you were going to upset the Dallas Cowboys. And sure enough, they did. Uh, the 49ers are going to go into Green Bay now. Green Bay rested off the bye. Aaron Rodgers' toe has been on ice or heat or whatever the hell he's doing to his toe. The Packers, toe. Are five <laughs> the Packers are five and a half point favorites in this one. No surprise there. That number feels respectable. We're respecting the Packers, but we're also respecting the strong close to the season for the 49ers. Uh, you have 47, just like the other game. Interesting that both games on Saturday are 47. So the 49ers defense, you know, has played relatively well here. Uh, Debo Samuel has been fantastic. The question is, Boggs, can they do enough here to cover this five and a half? Or do you think a rested Packers team in Green Bay rolls them? I'm going to take the Packers. And look, this game, I'm going to take the over too. I think I like the over more in this game just because the Packers uh, have not looked good on defense, particularly against the rush. And that's exactly what the Niners do. They run the ball down people's throats. Eli Mitchell, 27 carries last week. Debo had 10. Uh, they look outstanding in this run game. The Packers have been bad against it, but that Niners defense, you know, Bosa's going to play, but he's questionable. Fred Warner's a little banged up now, and the secondary has been the issue for that team the entire year. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be stopped in this game, so I think there's going to be a lot of points here, and um, I just, and the thing that I'm most confident in is Jimmy G making that big boneheaded mistake third or fourth quarter, and the Packers taking advantage of it. He did it in Dallas, and Dallas just couldn't score. Uh, you know, they had too many penalties on offense, uh, 13 penalties, obviously a lot of controversy to the end of that game and stuff. But for me, uh, I, I think I have to go with the Packers at home and lay the five and a half. And I really like that it moved to five and a half instead of six, uh, because I think six kind of makes me queasy, but five and a half I like a lot. So give me the Packers and the over in this game. All right. The consensus continues with Bogman and myself. Uh, I like the over and I also like the five and a half on the Packers side as well. Uh, all the public money is coming in. Uh, the vast majority of it on the Packers. And typically that's something whenever I see it, I get a little antsy about myself, but I just, I can't do it. I'm not going to go against Aaron Rodgers, at least not this week, but <laughs> believe me, if, if they end up losing to the 49ers, <laughs> I'm not going to be sad about it. At the end yeah. of the day. I guess here's the question. You and me. Welsh will be so happy. <laughs> well, here, here's a question for you. Um, when you're looking at the two coaches in this game and, you know, these teams have met up before. And if you recall a few years ago on their path to the Super Bowl, the 49ers absolutely just ran rough shot over the Packers. Now, right. it's very, it feels like a different Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers right is 0-3 in the playoffs against the Niners. Well, that was my last question is, you know, all that public money going there. It's plus 200 on the money line for San Francisco. I don't think it's a crazy wager if you want no, to be it's not. To go ahead with the 49ers. It's one of those things where we look at it and go, oh, the public money, it feels like a, a done deal. It's not. I think this game has some tightness potentially in it. And I would not be surprised that if Garoppolo does avoid catastrophic mistakes, that the 49ers can pull out a victory here, even though it's in Green Bay and all of the other factors here. But... I don't think it's investable for me personally. And I just we're, want to bring that to light. We're down to the best eight teams in the NFL. Right. So all these games are going to be close. Uh, and uh, would I be shocked if the Niners beat the Packers on the road? Absolutely not. I just think that you get a flawless Jimmy G game if he does that. And those are rare for Jimmy G. And I think he's, you can win the Super Bowl with him. I think he's a good enough quarterback, but he's that Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Brad Johnson, you know, line of good enough quarterback, but he is not going to will you to win many games. So, um, you know, I, I think that's 
where the big disconnect is. And, you know, I enjoy trends. I think they're good and they're fun to look at, but I will never invest in a trend. You know, sometimes they pay out like that, you know, weird Jacksonville beating the Colts at home uh, in Jacksonville since 2014. Sometimes they pay out like that. But how different is the 2014 Jaguars to the 2021 Jaguars, right? So unbelievably different. I I think that stuff is vastly overrated when it comes to wage. You have to live in the now. Exactly. Especially because rosters turn over so frequently. Passing props here. Jimmy Garoppolo, 243 and a half. Aaron Rodgers, 265 and a half. Any interest in either of those two numbers? Rodgers over Jimmy under. You're going to win on the strength of the run game if you're the Niners. Agreed with that. Uh, speaking of which, passing touchdowns, Garoppolo one and a half, Rodgers two and a half. That's a pretty big number there for Rodgers. Yeah, two and a half, I'm going to stay away from. You know, I think the number's right, and he probably throws three touchdowns, but I'm not going to bet on it. Because, uh, you know, I mean, you just, Devontae Adams steps out at the one, and here's Aaron Rodgers, here's uh, uh, A.J. Dillon, here's Aaron Jones. You know, they have plenty of other ways to go. You know, bootleg to the tight end. You know, so many different ways to go in that scenario. So, um uh, that's not one I'm going to take. Although I did hit my, I uh, had the Dak plus 400 anytime touchdown last week. And I got, there that. you go. So there you go. Uh, let's go to the receiving props here. Speaking of Devonte Adams, his number is 91 and a half. Debo Samuel is 54 and a half. And George Kittle, who's been relatively quiet these last few weeks on this 49er run, just 48 and a half. So anything tempting on the over under 40 Kittle. And for Kittle. Yeah. That's what I was looking at. Kittle's the one, you know, and I know I said, I'd take the under on Jimmy G's passing yards, but um, he passes to different guys in different games and different scenarios. And last week, Kittle was used mainly as a blocker. He's probably going to be mainly a blocker in this game too. But if he catches three passes, he's getting over that 48 and a half because I think at least two of them are going to go for 20 because mm-hmm. he gets the ball and then runs some MFers over. I mean, that's what Kittle does, right? So um, I think I, that is the most intriguing one to me uh, of all of them. Here's your combo number for Debo Samuel, 93 and a half over or under. I mean, one of the best offensive players in the league. I think you got to take over. If it's less than a hundred, you got to take over on Debo every single week. The other one that I think is sneaky is Alan Lazard, 38 and a half. I would go over on that too. It's a good trend with Lazard. Same. VS is going to be out. That's yep. one that I would lock in now. Uh, I think that's a very good, that might be the, the biggest gimme. Like if you're going to try to like run up the, the Debo Devonte Adams and you need a third one, Lazard would be the other one for me. I think that's uh, the way I would go. All right, let's move on from Saturday to Sunday's games. NFC matchup at 3 o'clock Eastern, the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks, the defending reigning undisputed champions of the world, are three-point <laughs> favorites in this one. 48.5 is the number, so the Rams finally showed up, mm-hmm. so that's great. Now dominated. What? Yeah, they dominated, but do it? does it travel? That's the um, question here, Boggs. Do, that's a huge question. Can they pick it up, and can they go to Tampa and win on the road? I say no. What say you? Uh, there's no way I'm betting against Tom Brady, but I, I'll tell you what. I don't like betting this game and because right now we don't know if Tristan Wirfs or Ryan Jensen are going to end up playing for Tampa Bay. Losing two offensive linemen is enormous. Leonard Fournette also not trending in the right direction, it seems like, right now. So uh, he is a maybe in this game, it looks like. So, um, you know, those are big pieces to lose for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And look, the 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 Rams won and they were at home. You didn't have to have Matt Stafford do a bunch for them to win that game. Kyler Murray more lost that than Matt Stafford went out and won it. You know, he didn't make the big mistakes that he had been making. He'd been handing out turnovers like their Christmas gifts, you know, previous three weeks before <laughs> that game. And um, it was kind of weird to watch this offense kind of crumble in on itself. So I'm, I think 
you can do that to beat the Cardinals uh, when they're shooting themselves in the foot. You're not going to get that from Tom Brady. I agree. You know, so um, I think that Stafford makes a mistake or two in this game that cost the Rams the game. And uh, I, you know, it's just impossible to to bet against Brady in the playoffs. So uh, give me Tampa Bay and give me the under in this game, just because that Rams defense did look good. And we have questionable offensive linemen stuff going on with Tampa Bay right now. And Matt Stafford hasn't, is not playing at his peak. So all that adds up to uh, me taking Tampa Bay in the under in this game. Yeah. The under, I think is the most appealing wager in this game too. the under 48 and a half. Uh, I'm in lockstep with you again here, and this is very rare that we're, you know, both kind of seeing everything. <laughs> Only one more eye. game to go. We'll differ on this one. I feel like so. I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I didn't think we we're going <laughs> to differ as much as I think we we're going to be in lockstep so much. Excuse me on the Cincinnati game. Uh, but I also, you know, it took a big game from Odell Beckham stepping up. And again, I don't think that's something you can look every single week to and rely on if you're the Rams. And I, I feel like the Rams felt like they accomplished something last week. And I don't think they have yet. I think that's the other big takeaway from watching that game on Monday is they look at us. We're dominating. Look, yay. We're, we're the best team. No, no, you're going to, well, they've been, you know, McVay's taking this team to the Super Bowl. obviously yeah, uh, pretty different a roster at, at Tom this Brady point, was still a but, Patriot then. I mean, but, but I mean the, the, oh, it doesn't matter. Tom Brady's just in this, uh, by the way, uh, our, our boy Bubba, uh, broke me off this stat, which I didn't realize that, um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have the same amount of victories against the NFC in the playoffs. So, uh, wow. that, isn't that crazy? I, I knew that one would bring a big old smile to your face. So, uh, like yeah, stat. one year in the NFC, by the way, for, uh, for Brady. So, all right. Um, I guess one and a half, <laughs> one and a half, right? Yeah. All right. God, that's, that's wow. Isn't that great? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> all right. Passing props here. Tom Brady, 286 and a half Stafford, 279 and a half. Uh, I would go the under of both of these. Boxes. Yeah. What pass on both of them. Uh, I, I don't. It gun to my head. Uh, I'd probably take the over on Stafford and under on uh, Brady just because I expect the Rams to be losing this game and playing catch up late. So that's where you get those big chunk yards and things from Matt Stafford. Um, but I, I would want to mess with either one of them. Cooper cup one Oh two and a half for the passing prop. Your thoughts. I mean, you just take, I should say you just take Cooper cup and go over just, you know, that's the one weakness Tampa Bay has. It may be the offensive lineman too, but the secondary has not been the best this year. So that's the one weakness, you know, who's Jamel Dean lined up on Cooper cup. He's going to torch him. So, well, that's why I figure too, is if you get, if you can at least contain Cooper cup, then you force them to beat you with Odell and other guys like that. And I'm, I'm still not sold that they can. I'm just not, not a, and last week didn't sell me enough on that. I guess that's right. uh, the point there. Not a lot of rushing pops available for this game too, because uh, the backfield's kind of in motion, so to speak. So none of them have really been released. The only one I could find right now is actually Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> so that's not <laughs> one that we want to get too much into. All right. Last, but certainly not least, if you like points, this should be at least theoretically the game for you. Now, of course I say should be, and oftentimes these games can be very disappointing. What looks like a shootout on paper between two big time offenses oftentimes disappoints. I don't think this one's going to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to host the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Chiefs are just one and a half point favorites, which I think they should take a little personally because they are the team that's gone to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl recently. I think they deserve a little bit more respect than they're getting. Uh, the number is 53 and a half. I think this is an over. But Boggs, I've thought real long and hard on this one. And to me, I'm siding with the side of the Chiefs here. I think there's a lot of emotion came out of last week. 
I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown yet again for the Buffalo Bills, where I think all the years and years of getting beat up by the Patriots all just kind of came out mm. and it just kind of overflowed. And I just wonder if you can inflate the bubble again and do it on the road against Patrick Mahomes. I don't think at the end of the day they're going to. I really don't. Uh, I would love if the Bills made it to the Super Bowl because they were my pick. But I feel like this is possibly the end here for them. What are your thoughts on Bills Chiefs? We're four for four, Joe. Okay. I can't believe it. I, I thought for sure after watching your team get dominated mm, no. by the Bills, you're going to pick the Bills. But I watched my team get dominated by the Chiefs. And I'm I'm going to pick the Chiefs too. What I think happened in the second half, uh, the second quarter, excuse me, of the Steelers-Chiefs game is that the Chiefs woke up. We haven't seen Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes look this good in a couple months. And uh, he just looked out standing he couldn't miss in the second half you know uh the Steelers couldn't do anything they couldn't stop an offensive lineman you know the Bills obviously uh are a better team than Pittsburgh and it's going to make it a much closer game which is why this is only a point and a half and the Bills look they were literally flawless against New England you know they were. uh everything you know, that could possibly go seven right for did. seven touchdown he drives to man. throw a ball out of the end zone and Dawson Knox just catches it for a touchdown I mean right literally everything <clears throat> and you knew that game was over from the moment my uh Hyde made that interception. That pick. That was it. That was it. Right. That was the moment where you go, okay. It's that such was a great play. play. I thought that was a good throw by, by Mac. It was Mac. a great throw, and, and, but they were ready for it. Such a great play and by Hyde Micah. anticipated it. He was the right place at the right time, Pogs. And I just feel like that's a very crucial emotional moment at home for that fan base, for Josh Allen specifically too. And now you got to pump up the balloon again and go on the road. That's tough. If this was in Buffalo, I might feel yeah. differently. Uh, I think I would road, feel differently if it was in Buffalo, but it, it's going to be Kansas City. You know, Kansas City is great home field advantage. They do. And, um, you know, I mean, the weather's not going to affect Buffalo at all. Obviously, coldest city in, in uh, the NFL, mm-hmm. Buffalo. But, um, you know, I think that um, I think what you're really going to see here is a mismatch of, you know, losing Trey White was such a big thing for Buffalo earlier this year. And, yeah. um, you know, They've been able to withstand that. I think it's going to be exposed here. Plus, you know, Travis Kelsey versus Tremaine Edmonds or whoever, you're going to have to pick your poison. And that's what makes the Chiefs so um, dynamic and uh, unstoppable. And is going to be back for this game, it looks like, too. So they're getting him back and healthy right. for the full practice on Wednesday. Uh, so they just today. When Patrick Mahomes gets going like that, they're damn near unstoppable. The only team that could stop him last year was Tampa Bay in the, in the Super Bowl, and they were still like – there's still video of the Bucks going. How the hell did he do that? You know, oh, yeah. and, you know, and they you smoked know can stop the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense. That to me is always the the undoing potentially of the Chiefs. The Chiefs right. defense can stop the Chiefs. That's it. Yeah. That is the biggest, I think, negative side of this. I just don't think they're gonna do that in this game. I just don't. I feel like you're right. I think they woke the beast. You're gonna have bit. to have a, you know, Stefan Diggs is gonna have to do what Jamar Chase did to the Chiefs, which is in the realm of possibility. You know, Dawson mm-hmm. Knox also becoming a superstar like Travis Kelsey is. So they have it's very similar, uh, these two teams, but this is why they're in this spot. I think this is definitely an over. Um, just because the, both these offenses have been so, uh, they're, they're both clicking on all cylinders right now, but I just, I'm not going to bet against Mahomes. I'm not going to bet against Brady. I think those are pretty safe assumptions in the playoffs. I agree with you. Let's dig a little deeper here into some of these numbers, player passing yards, the props here. We got Mahomes 281 and a half, Josh Allen, 280 and a half. That's a big number there, uh, for Allen. I think I would go under on the 280. What are your thoughts there? 
Um, this perfect number. I wouldn't bet them, but I would go over on both. Uh, I just I think that both these offenses are going to click here, so I go over on both. Patrick Mahomes is at two and a half for the passing touchdowns, but Josh Allen just at one and a half. That one I like, and I understand there's variables with Singletary and him running in the football. But I kind of, I mean, that's basically asking for trouble. Like I would take that trouble. I one and a half on the Allen side. I like that more than either of the receiving numbers that we just talked. The uh, same, excuse me, the passing numbers we just talked about. I, I I agree with you on that. What is um, what's Josh Allen's rushing number? Uh, rushing props for this game, Josh Allen number is fifty and a half. My oh my god, two and a half. Okay, um, uh, on a fifty and a half is probably what he'll get. So there's no way I'd bet it. I, if it was thirty, thirty five, somewhere in that range, I was going to say hammer that, but. No, I can't. Yeah, 15 and a half. half, So I would rather take Singletary uh, by a wide margin in in that one. And uh, what do you say? Mahomes is 24 and a half. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that. 25. Yeah. Nah, no, thanks. So, yeah, remember he got uh, he got nicked up, I think, in the divisional round last year, uh, uh, hurt his knee. And it wasn't as mobile, um, you know, going into the AC championship and the Super Bowl. So uh, I don't think I think you're trying not to run Mahomes if you can avoid it. Tyreek Hill, 70 and a half for the receiving prop. Kelsey, 70 and a half. Stefan Diggs, 72 and a half. Which of these three do you like the most, if any? Hill. I like Tyreek Hill. And, you know, because Hill gets that on three catches, you know, because he he's the right. the deep the deep threat. So if he catches four or five balls, it, you know, he's almost assured to pass this. And uh, I just don't think really anybody in the league, uh, maybe Jalen one-on-one can stop Tyreek, but. Not many guys are going to stop him. All right, there you have it. Make sure you check out bettingpros.com for all of our latest information on all the wagering and all the lines at all the different houses there. Anywhere you want to place your bet, you could do it at bettingpros.com. So go ahead and check it out today. And Bogman, I'll be next week here yet again to talk about the championship games. I can't believe it. It flies so quickly. I feel I like know, the playoffs. Man. It really does fly by. But uh, this should be a very entertaining four games and uh, I think the peak game there is going to be that Sunday night one for sure so uh, look for something strange there but Bogman and I are going to be riding or dying together here yeah I know (laughs) my goodness just stand back boy I hope I hope we're right Boggs yeah I hope we're right I I think think we picked that one where we feel like I think it's going to go sideways maybe Saturday gets interesting but the end of the day Oh, the Packers win, and then we like the uh, the two home. Yeah, you hope you're wrong about the Packers. I hope I'm wrong about the Bengals. So we'll, there we'll go, we go with that. <laughs> there we go. All right, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Yeah.